Connect. Searching. Now connected to You Got a Story podcast. You're. What's good, y'all? It's me, your host, OT. Welcome back to another episode of You Got a Story. Um, No music today, as I couldn't think of any music to that could really start me off right, right, or start your all days right, like this. There's a lot to talk about. Um, you know, uh, first, first things being first, um, I think this is going to be the last story for me. Yeah, I think so. I think this will be the last episode of You Got a Story. Um, you know, it's it's definitely been fun. I've definitely enjoyed, you know, all of the stories that I've told because I've wanted to get those off my chest, uh, both negative and positive, just because I, you know, I don't they don't really come up in conversation, but I still want them to be heard. At some point, right? So, uh, I wanted to. I wanted them to be heard. Um, and um, and I've loved the stories that the guests I've had on the show, you know, the storytellers, you know, from my brother, uh, all the way, you know, from the beginning, like, like, Tev, you know, from the very beginning. So, like, shout out to my guys. Shout out to fam who, you know, whoever's listening. Shout out to you for making it this far with me, yo. Like, for real. Excuse my voice if I go in and out. I'm, like, fighting this. I don't know if it's a... I don't think it's a cold. Um, but, you know, it's fever, sweats, headaches. So, the worst of it is past. I'm still... I'm You know, I'm just still recovering. But anyway, yeah, like... You know... When it came... When it comes to doing the pod, I, I, I wanted to do the pod because it's something I watched... Or watch and will continue to watch really um, all the way in the very beginning stages when the brilliant idiots released their first episode way back when they didn't have a name for it. You know what I mean? When Charlemagne had the, had the you know, uh, he was on he was on somebody's set and the woman called him that called him that and he was like, oh that sticks. So like I've been listening to a podcast since then, so that's like 2015, 2014. And I've all, and, and I just had that feeling that you know I want to do it like I, I can do it I'm the best communicator in my mind like I can't nobody beat me in an argument like unless I want unless I really don't want to lose the friendship you know what I'm saying you can't beat me in an argument so nah like I I just wanted to do it and I did it I bodied it like I did all of it with an iPhone you know what I mean no high tech equipment none of that shit but you know. Um, you know, I did, you know, and shout out to Ronnie, the engineer in the beginning who stuck with me uh, for the first year, of course. You know, never forget the homies, uh, you know, without yo, his editing, y'all, man, whoever, if y'all, if you start with this episode, you should just go to the beginning because his editing skills and get a music and all that's him. Yeah, that shit was dope. He put me on how to how to really sync it and, and, and how I wanted my flow to be. Um, but, you know. You know, uh, and it's not even because it's turned into like a soul, a, a podcast slash soul cast. You know, I thought that was kind of fire that I've discovered that. And, you know, hopefully more people will take that on and and try to do a do a soul casting thing um, as a soul caster. Uh, but with me, 
you know, I do a lot of things alone and accomplish them. You know, um, I don't know. I didn't I didn't want the podcast to be another thing I could body alone, because what I'm noticing is doing shit alone. It's easy for me to body shit. Um, but the fun and joy I have is the the back and forth and communicating with somebody else and getting that perspective um, uh, with mine so I can, you know, move move my mental further. But, you know, as time progresses, um, it's, a, it's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot happening, man. It's time progressing. And to talk about such serious topics by myself is draining me a little bit. And, um, yeah, I don't want to I don't want to be the greatest at soul casting if it means I'll be alone forever. Right. So. um. Yeah, no, this will be the last one. You know what I mean? Sorry, and and and, uh, and it's not. It's weird. I it's weird how timing wise, like Flagrant Two just ended theirs. Like they're gonna probably revamp the studio and and create a whole new name and blase blase, um, which is cool. But it's not. It's not to connect. My exit isn't connected to theirs. Um, in fact, I'm like pulling back a little bit from them anyway because they're getting a little wild, man. For me, too flagrant for me with the whole race and. And white privilege, <laughs> uh, that's just it's just toxic over there now. So you know, if I put you on to them, you know, don't don't let me steer you wrong. If, if you still enjoy them, feel free. Um, you know, I won't judge. But I think I'm gonna put my subscription on ice. You know, I think it's time. You know, they 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 need to get themselves together and reestablish how they look at race. You know, using Alex Media as your for your black guy comment is like corny to me. Um, um, especially like for the black women experience. I don't know if he has sisters, but I know his mom isn't black. I mean, his dad is black. That's how I know. Like, you know, that's why he's not there in his life. But, you know, I don't, you know, a person that that wasn't up, up and with a black woman their whole life. You think I don't, I personally don't want to hear you talk about black women, especially when you out here fucking everybody else and having them abort their kids. Like the fuck is wrong with you, dog? That's corny as fuck. You lay with them, nigga, break with them. What the fuck wrong with you? If you not if you not old enough to to ride the ride without leaving some shit behind, then nigga don't get on the ride, bum nigga. But this is not a podcast about the flagrant two. This is really a podcast about podcast. So I guess it is about flagrant two. <laughs> so yeah, that's whatever. Um, but let's just talk about what we're gonna talk about because it's it it transpires into like big shit that I'm gonna drop on. I got one story that I haven't told you guys. It's like my last. My last like story that I feel guilty about, that I feel bad about, um, in my life for me, for real, for real. Every after I reveal this story to you all, it will be everything else that you know I might that might be negative for me or in my life and my history. You know that's that's going to be from the people who I probably hurt during those times that I was hurting. Because everything else, I'm I, that this last story is it. Like it's all I got. <laughs> when it comes to things that I was a part of and I felt like shit went a wire or went away. Uh, what is it? Went away? No. Um, but yeah, so, but we don't got to get to that story right now. Um, let's lead up. So let's just first start with the, let's start with the shooting. Because um, be honest, I was almost nervous about doing this episode because I didn't want to do it. Um, I felt like Everything I wanted to tell y'all 
and everything that I wanted I, I wanted to suggest y'all to do wasn't going to be good for us as people. Um, and if you haven't figured out what I'm talking about in Buffalo, New York, um, a white 18 year old kid opened fire uh, and killed 10 black people in a grocery store. And it was definitely racially, racially motivated. He uh, there's there's body camera footage of the man looking at a person on the floor who happens to be white saying, oh, I'm sorry, and pulling forward to go kill somebody else black. And, um, you know, even on his gun, he had wrote, written on it, Black Lives Matter, names of people. And um, I'm going to be real with you. That struck. You know what I mean? That really struck, you know. Uh, and I'm just observing that at people outside in my vicinity who don't seem to have regained their humanity to how they treat us as a whole after that um and that's that's really disheartening um because but i guess you know if you didn't have to worry about yourself getting shot while going to get some fucking tomatoes and eggs you wouldn't care that much either yo look this is what it is bro <laughs> yo this is reality my nigga this is it they they getting younger these killers are getting younger man y'all man, listen bro like the real a big reason why I'm pulling back is because I'm, I I just want to I want to disappear in the life that I'm building, bro, and disappear, bro. I gotta just ignore all of that. Not ignore it, part of me, but like I gotta put my blinders on because I'm a freak out, and and it's my freak outs are real, <laughs> and that's somebody grandma, my nigga. Like that's somebody else's grandma, my nigga. You were fucking kidding me, bro. Bro, I can't even like, like how are black people supposed to feel anything normal after that? All of you jobs that demanded from us on that day after, was I no regard for how we might have felt by learning the news? I don't know the fuck how far it was, my nigga. That's still my kin out there. I don't know who's my cousin for real, for real. You bitches moved us around on our slavery shit. Don't you fucking act like we're not important or we don't feel what everybody else feels around the fucking country because we're not there. Ah, dog. Like, how do you talk about this without talking about the rage you want to really dish out? Like, like my mindset is like, word. So he got family too, right? Where his family at? Where his mama, where his sisters, where his aunties, where his everybody, nigga. Because that's how my mind thinks immediately. Fuck that eye for an eye, make the whole world blind. Then we blind, nigga. Matter of fact, you take my eye, I'm taking your hand. Take something else. I'll take everything else you got, bro. I, I, like, that's my mind, bro. I can't help my my natural thought. When I'm fucking enraged, bro, it's... Bro, just... When I'm enraged, fam, look. This advice for anybody that hangs out with me after this episode. If I'm ever enraged, just don't try to calm me down. I got to calm myself down. And so what I did after this was just... I ended up getting really sick. This fever came out of nowhere. Like... I think I think the fever came from the stress of that situation, bro. Like, not even cap, bro. Like, cause I was completely fine. I just got gotten over a little cold situation, and then that shit hit, and I was cleaning my kitchen, nigga. And then I just I just laid on the foot of my bed, bro. Like I couldn't even eat, nigga. I, I like I even went to work that day. Couldn't even eat lunch, nigga. Like I can't eat now. Like and I like I'm. It's no safety, bro. Like we we gotta protect our own, bro. We gotta we gotta start. We gotta figure something out because they not gonna care. 
the government is the same government that said it was a good free for all for people to steal from CVS. And now you look what they doing on the internet. Motherfuckers is risking their lives for eight and eight ninety five an hour job. Jumping in front of these niggas while they running out the door. You out your fucking mind? I would tell my girlfriend to quit after that. Fuck that. You don't got to risk your life for a fucking uh, bubble-licious pack of gum and some diapers, nigga. Fuck that shit. They got insurance. They got sunk costs that they can lean on. Oh, that shit is disgusting to me, dog. Fucking gross, bro. If you haven't figured out, this is the honest shit. Like, I can't even give you the voices that I've given you before because I'm, I, I, it, I, I'm too uh, unwell. But I'm going to just give it to y'all real. I mean, shit. I, I have nothing else left. But honesty and that, I, honestly, bro, it's one of those situations where, where it goes from here, it goes. I'm not telling nobody to do anything. I'm just saying with whatever happens, whatever transpires, however, my people, black people want to handle this. Hey, you're not going to hear no objections from me. I can't. I I can't like I'm fighting the fucking tear because I'm fucking tight, bro. Are you fucking kidding? My mom's a grandma now. She's been a grandma for a few bit, but she's getting to the age where she's really a grandma now. Stop wearing her wigs outside. She's like, fuck that shit. It's hot. My nigga, do you know what I I would leave LA? My nigga, I'm so I can't even tell them what they should do, bro. It's just like what do we do as people? And I'm like I said, I want blinders, bro. I'm I want to just focus on this life that I'm building, get my ar- my arsenals, my armory, nigga. And whoever want whoever want to try it, try it, my nigga. It's you and me, I guess. Is that is it? If that's how it is, that's how it is. It's Buffalo, nigga. Like nigga, it's not even. Like, it's Buffalo, New York. Like those people, those people are the furthest from New York City, the furthest from city life, nigga. They they more country than Newburgh, niggas. You, oh my god So anyway Just to move Cause I'm, all I'm gonna say Is oh my god through this Cause I cause I keep stopping myself From what I really wanna say to y'all And I can't say it to y'all Like But you know I kinda want to Cause if I tell y'all How to do the revolution It'll get done Y'all be successful Oh my man bro Cause that shit Man It's not gonna be the same summer <laughs> I know I talked about the summer before With the money Whatever whatever But I'm, I'm I promise you bro After this Mm-mm it ain't gonna be the same summer. I suggest you stick with people y'all cool with. Y'all uh and, and this isn't like cool with in terms of black only black people. Yo, whoever you cool with across the board, stack up, keep your circle in there, man. Cause strangers gonna be looking like we gonna be looking at strangers as dangerous as fuck. Stranger danger for real. Like it's 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 not safe to trust you. People who aren't black that are now shooting us because we're black. It's not safe for us. And it's scary. Um, now, will I stop hanging out with uh, white people? Probably not. Um, I've also always known who they were. I've already accepted them for their for their cruelties and 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 all of that. And the, and therefore, I've decided to mainly work with them for money. But you know, uh, it's weird though because. I guess we can go into Kendrick about this because <laughs> I'm what I'm about to tell you. My dad's story too is going to be interesting. So, RIP, condolences to all parties involved with the New York Buffalo shooting. My prayers are with you, and I'm deeply sorry we couldn't protect you. Now, 
the next topic on my docket is Kendrick Lamar. And this is probably where we'll be, but this I'll probably be on Kendrick and close it out here because uh, it's a lot to talk about with him. He released an album. Excuse me. Just burp. He released an album. And I enjoy not listening to albums right away now. I love reading the the reviews from the like users on Twitter and things. I think that's helped for me. Like I I, I was trying to hold out until Saturday, uh, but like Friday, four o'clock, I went I just went to listen because it was too much. People were telling telling me he was talking about. And I needed to hear it. And the first listen, man, no judgment. It was good to me. The the beat on morale, man, or I'm I'm getting the name wrong, but the morale one, that beat is OD. <laughs> that nigga went somewhere for that beat. Um, but I thought it was a great, introspective, transparent conversation that he got to have with his fans. Because if you listen to the album, this this isn't a poppy album. He wrote this specifically for his fans and fans and the people who really fuck with him. So, no, man, I, I respect you, G. I, I uh, commend that that move, man. Um, you know, if you'd have to listen to the album, you know, he, he talks about a lot of stuff, molestation and and uh, the gay plight and all of that. And, yeah, that's a crazy listen. Um you know, he touched on he th- some things that I want to debunk um, just because I don't agree. <laughs> and I don't want the false narratives to be out there about what it means when people don't laugh as hard as jokes as everybody else. Because he had that bar. He said his cousin, he'd be with his cousin and his cousin is not laughing as, as loud as everybody else when the jokes about gay people and uh, they're using the F word and all of that. And... Uh, and he was saying he like you know he he uh, and I thought that was it was a it was, a, it was interesting um, but I think it's inaccurate uh, just because it's not of level of sympathy as in because f- I'm only, I'm speaking from my experience as a person that didn't laugh as hard as those jokes um, it was more just. You know, it wasn't sympathy. I didn't know what they were going through. It was just empathy. Because <clears throat> I understood what it was like to to love somebody and be afraid of your parents' reaction to that love. Right? And then with my with my story, you know, my love story was with white women. I loved white women. Still love white women. I mean, I love women as a whole, but... I say it like that because that's how I had to present it to my mom when I was just outright told her at like 28. I was like, yo, I love white women. Um, and I'm telling her that just, you know, so she knows is no like. You know, it's weird, too. I was watching. Um, actually, before I even start in my, my that scene from Insecure and this white girl part, let me go back to the uh, the to the why people might not want to join in on, you know, jokes right on gap uh on gay bashing jokes right um and for me like because of that experience with that dude as a kid trying to molest me as at a church i kind of looked down on him like literally looked down on him too because it's like he's trying to suck my dick and it's like yo bro what the fuck i i came to church to hang out with my mom's friends that she, she sung in the choir 
I don't understand what's going on. I'm a kid. I'm first grade. I don't, I don't really understand. So at that whole point, like I looked down on them and um, sorry, I felt sorry for them that they didn't have an avenue, right? Like they didn't have any place to be themselves and find people that they wanted who shared their interests. And they had to go and mess with children, basically, which is what I'm noticing is, is a growing trend. <laughs> and yeah, like, so growing up, I didn't, I didn't, I remember, you know, my cousins are like that. They have a lot of jokes, you know, they're from the South, right? There's, it's homophobia is at an all time red, red level up there, even though it's a, it's a blue state that they stay in. But, and it, and, and so when, when that happens, you know, I, I don't really know how to feel, but I know I don't feel great that, you know, I was bamboozled. Um, but I also don't, I don't want to go into that hate shit. Um, and I, I learned why later when I took a seventh grade course on Hitler and they were like everything, they're basically saying like, they're trying to get this, this narrative that everything you hate, you must love on the inside. So, um, but even before that, it was just, it was just, uh, didn't, I felt like I was punching down. If I, you know what I mean? Like, if you jump, like, for one, none of them, and if they are in here, none of them are are going to step up and, and and defend themselves from these jokes. So you basically bashing people who not even there. And the only people that I ever bash that's not in the room are white people. Uh, so, <laughs> so, um, when it comes to that regard, yeah, I didn't, you know, plus my brother, he was, he was smarter than me and he had already decided he wasn't going to join in with the crowd and, and make those jokes. And to be honest with you, because I was taking my jokes from them outside and bringing it indoors and I couldn't joke with my brother, it made it boring to have these jokes that I couldn't use, right? Like I can't go to school with these fucking gay jokes. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? So I'd get these jokes from people and I can't do nothing with them. So and I taught them to the side, like, fuck it. I don't give a fuck. I don't need them shits. I'm funny without jokes, without them jokes. And since he wasn't joking with me about that, it made it easier to stop. Plus, it was like for a long time because of who my brother is and how different he was from all the other black people around him. It wasn't lost on me that people would make sly comments and question his sexuality around me. And uh, I always thought that, yeah, like, I don't know if he is or not. It's not like like my brother was who he is. I love my brother. Um, but if he ever came out, just know I remember your face and I'm going to fuck you up for the words you said. Cause that's how I felt. Like I was going to defend my brother no matter what. I didn't give a fuck if you if he if he is what he is. You better respect him because I'm gonna fuck you up. And that was my love for my brother because I didn't care. He's not, from what I understand, he's married, right? He loves his wife. He's 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 been madly in love his whole life. He has never told me anything, and I've given up open the dialogue for him to tell me everything. So, uh, so that's where that came from. It was a maturity level, like yo, I'm not about to like these jokes is corny anyway. Like they so they so outdated. Um, plus, I was also dealing with my feelings, bro. Like I didn't know if I fucking wanted to kill these motherfuckers, bro. Like you know what I mean, because in my mind, bro, you gotta understand. My first understanding initially is that they're all pedophiles, because all their origin stories seem to start with, "Oh, I was a kid and some older kid fucked me." 
Oh, shit, bro. Really? That's what happened? Damn. And then on top of that, I'm looking at victims like I'm better than them because I stopped this whole situation. I realized from the rip, I'm like, yo, this is not what the fuck I signed up for. You you and your sister, when you brought this to my attention to go out somewhere in the parking lot of a, of a church, you and your sister told me I was going to have fun. And then I'm following you thinking your sister going to follow, but she don't. And then after the whole thing said and done, when I said and done, nothing was done. But after I stopped the whole situation, my mindset after that was like, I bet. So when I get your sister, now we can really have some fun, right? Because that's my fucking mindset. Violate. You want to violate? All right. Let me get your sister. Let's violate. Let me show. You, let me show you my fun. Let me show. You, I, that's your fun. That's cool. Let me show you how I have fun. Like it would have been od. Nigga, his sister would have been my slut. Nigga, fuck out of here. Like what? I was a kid. Understand? I was a kid, and I was very, very uh, taken aback by it all. Like confused for him. Like that he thought that that was okay to do to a child at a church. Like and it. Later in life, you realize, oh, like, maybe that's what happened to him. But, like, we're supposed to be better than our past. What are we doing? And so, yeah, I just I just want to put that all out there so, like, people don't think when people don't laugh or want to make gay jokes, it means that they're hiding something about themselves. No, no, no. There's a real story behind why they just probably are more. Are, they're probably more mature than you <laughs> and don't don't get off on bashing people uh, that they don't hate. Like me, I bash white people because I hate them. And as you heard from what i said earlier i love them like that hate love shit actually is kind of true because um if you wouldn't you wouldn't hate something so much if you didn't love it right type of thing so yeah man it's it's you know that story was in kendrick's album and then you know we move we move forward and he he breaks down oh no hold up. so let me go back to the white girl thing right all right i'm back so yeah no i told my i told my mom and um and it was weird because it was like the whole insecure thing. It was like uh, in, in the episode, I think the first season, there's this cat that like comes out to his family in the back backyard about being gay. And like they already knew. <laughs> they were like, dog, we already knew that. Like you have to make a whole announcement. We knew you knew what you liked. We've been watching you. Right. And when I tell you, that's exactly what happened when I told my mom I like white girls. When I told my cousins I like white, I love white girls. I told her love. My mom, I love white girls. She was like, yeah, I knew that already. I knew that already. And right, she kind of showed her shoulders. But I just wanted to be very clear to her. No, no, no. I'm just letting, making sure you know. So when your friends, they got their jokes of who he's going to marry or black girl, whatever, you set them straight. You tell them mind their fucking business. My dick, my marriage, and everything else is my concern. Maybe if you can share more about your children, you wouldn't be in the situation you are with them. Stop worrying about me and my mom and what the fuck we doing. But see, there's a lot of anger there. See, right? A lot of anger there, cause it's, um, there's a lot of reasons for that, right? Um, but you know, a lot of anger there because, like I like my understanding was just was wonky. Like I didn't feel like I hated myself for who I was lo- who I was growing to love, and I I couldn't stop it. Um, I, I it, it wasn't like I was out here just searching for white women. It was just. I'm outside and that they're they're who's coming to talk to me. Like all these other chicks, these black ones, they wanted a rapper, fucking drug dealer, or a basketball player, nigga. And I was none of that shit. So I was no interest. I like anime. I like video games. Nigga. I like playing pickup basketball. I didn't like I wasn't no fucking legend. And so that's just how that, you know, how how I kept bumping into women who wanted to fuck with me. And so yeah, I just I just thought that was hilarious the comparison like you know that they always knew about that insecure they always knew about that dude and with me my mom always knew about me, um, 
you know, loving everyone. Like, this, I'm, I'm from the Bay, bro. There's, there's so many different ethnicities. You, it wasn't until I moved out of the Bay and started talking to people outside of the Bay, asking them, you know, what are you and what are you mixed with? And then they are telling me how offensive that is. Um, just because, um, well, one, they're, they, they're a lot. <laughs> There's a lot of other, a lot of other shit in people. Um, but like, you know, it's, it's like, yo, how do you like what, what you should be asking is what is their nationality? Like, what do they mix with? What are they, are they? That's it's, it's just racist question in and of itself. Even if you're asking your own people, um, um, and a little inconsiderate too, because we're all from the, if you're black and mind you black, not black American black, because at the end of the motherfucking day, everybody else who's black and not from America has an idea of who the fuck they are from the past. So yes, we're taking the color. Fuck out of here. I'm black. Don't put on fucking anything else behind it. I don't know who the fuck I am in the past. I just know what y'all told me. The winners of the fucking war. Piece of shits. So, so yeah, no, that, that was, that was my like, uh, I don't know why I wait, why I waited till 28, but I also didn't really bring many women to my house to meet my mom. But yeah, no, I thought that was an interesting like thing to Kendrick because Kendrick was talking about that in his song. He's like, when I fucked a white bitch, I felt like I was getting my, getting back, uh, my, for my ancestors and shit like that. Like he was like, yo, I'm, uh, and his, and the, and the girl's dad was a sheriff who put one of his uncles in jail. And so it was just like all of this toxic motive for fucking her. And it was just like, no wonder that relationship didn't work out. <laughs> but, um, I get the rage, you know, you know, I get the rage. I get the rage so much. I mean, honestly, bro, like, even throughout this whole podcast, like, and it sucks because our rage as men, especially black men, bro, we can't even express that shit. Like, I was frustrated. I felt like I hated myself that I loved. I didn't. I wasn't in love with black women like other people. Uh, I love black women, but I wasn't in love with them romantically like that. I mean, they kept punching me in my face or spitting in my face. I was like, you know what? There's obviously a lot of pain here that I don't know how to deal with. <laughs> so I'm going to keep it moving. Um, but I didn't think my family would fuck with me if I brought a white girl home, right? Like I didn't, I thought I'd be ostracized and all the jokes on the side from people, um, um, you know, would bother me, you know? Um, so I just kept that in and I just, I didn't, I never really specified anything like who, who I loved, who I was in love with, who I found attractive when I seen them on the TV screen. Um, um. Cause it was nobody's business. Like I, my me, man. When I'm my me and my queen, whoever she would be, then my family would have to accept regardless. Cause it's me. That's how I felt. That's why I didn't think I had to announce it to anybody. But I mean, you know, my mom knows, so that's cool. That's all I need to. That's all really I needed needed to know. As long as my mom know the the percentage of her having a black bait of a hundred percent black baby with this child, me over here, me OT, probably like. Very, like, very, very, very low. <laughs> like, very, like, maybe 2%. Like, <laughs> no, nah, I mean, I love y'all black women. Y'all my queens. Like, my mom raised me to love y'all, like, to understand y'all pain and plight and all that y'all have to go through. In fact, when Kendrick got to that part about uh, his mom and how his mom wasn't believing him when he was asking, um, he's like, or no, they're asking him, did your cousin touch you? Da 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 da, and 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 uh, they're not believing him. And then he gets Kendrick gets older, and he Kendrick Lamar gets older, and he learns from his mom that she didn't believe him because she was assaulted 
from her family. And that was where that spiraled. And I bring that up to, to segue because I get like, there's so many stories that aren't being told. And unfortunately, they're, you know, because they're not a man saying it sometimes, we don't want to believe it, right? On some Johnny Depp, Amber Heard shit. And another thing, my bad, Amber. Amber Heard. Um, I called you Heart all last episode. That was my bad. I had your name right the first time. But it's like, you know, when we see examples of that, it's like it it, it reifies that, um, you know, men don't normally believe women and uh, for whatever their reasons. So a lot of these stories don't get to be told. But with this story, I'm going to I'm going to share a little. Uh, I'm not going to tell too much because, again, my mom told me this in confidence, but it's not the first time I've heard about that cousin stuff. And and she wasn't right. Just put the put that to rest. But a motherfucker tried, made a move. So and it's supposed to be family. What are you doing, man? So I like. And, like, I don't think that person listens to this pod. Um, but in case you do, I'm just letting you know, man. For as long as you live, I want you to know I'm on my way. I just haven't had time to deal with it just yet. Deal with you just yet. You really shouldn't fuck with the crazy kid's mom. I don't recommend it. So... That pain, that anguish, that silence that a motherfucker has to do. Yeah, nah, nah, I don't like the silence. Therefore, with this next story, I'm going to tell this be this final story. Then I'm closing out with you. Because like I said, this is the last one that I was holding on to. It's my last big secret that made me feel a little ashamed about myself. Um, and I'm sharing it now because I've already shared it in therapy. I've worked through it. I understand where I was coming from there. Um, you know, my pain, my, my anguish, um, you know, kudos to Kendrick for even talking about this on the grandest. I've already talked about all of this, like in terms of, uh, the dude trying to molest me. If you want to check out episode seven with Ali, uh, <laughs> I talked to Ali about it. I tell him my plan that I had to put that dude out of his misery. Uh, in fact, I think I did that just I think I told it on the podcast just so I wouldn't do it in real life. I think that, <laughs> I think I think that's why I told that story on episode seven. Um, and, uh, um so yeah, so that after this story I should be free, right? Like everything else story wise, um, that I shamed about, I think I've already told. If there are any more, it's from the people that I hurt along the way when I was hurting. And I get it. If they want to come collect their pound of flesh, I'd understand. Um, I was, you know, I'll stand square on my shoulders and, you know, on my white beard shit. I just won't have any scars on my back. I'll, uh, I'll accept your, uh, your rage and upsetness <laughs> head on. That's all I can do. Right. Um, so with regards to my final story, yeah, like, that whole cousin thing is like wonky, man. Cause that's like, that happened to me too. I was involved in that situation where I ended up having sex with a cousin. And I think I was like, I just graduated from the fifth grade. Um, and with all that happened prior with that, I think, I honestly think I did it out of FOMO, fear of missing out. 
And then, I mean, at the end of the day, like, I was already freaking out that dudes was running down on me. I didn't, I didn't know why. <laughs> I didn't know what I was doing, but I didn't know what I was doing with this cousin. And she picked me. And uh, I didn't, I just graduated fifth. I was, so I didn't have any of the knowledge of a sixth grader would from that, like, that whole uh, sex ed shit. Um um, in fact, they held me back, the government, which is dumb, because now I'm older with um, a smaller IQ, but with a bigger body. So I feel like that's stupid as fuck. So that's why I'm going to homeschool my kids and say, fuck you to the government and their whole school system. That's so flawed. If you're still sending your kids there, you don't care about them. But. In terms of this, in terms of this story with my cousin, I, yeah, I didn't have any knowledge really. I, I didn't want to miss out on something. Uh, it did, it did help though, like silver lining, like, like I don't, I wouldn't recommend. <laughs> mm, I wouldn't recommend um, doing that. Um, but and like, it's not a myth. Like, there's a smell. And it's not like wolf pussy, right? It's like a different smell. So that's how I knew we were cousins. <laughs> but um, yeah, yo, I was gold. Austin Powers gold member was playing in the background. <laughs> but it was like it. Silver lining was like it. Like it changed my it. One, it it helped me feel more stable. Right after that dude situation at uh at the church, it kind of like centered me it because I did like the act. I just didn't like that. It was my cousin. So then it was just like, all right, well, I just got to get better at this so that I can whole hang out with people who aren't my cousins and fuck them. And that's exactly what I did. <laughs> I stopped fucking cousins that very last time and didn't look back. And yeah, I don't, I, I didn't, it was weird. I didn't, I didn't feel ashamed about it. Like I didn't feel embarrassed about it. Uh, Cause it was what I wanted actually. Not with my cousin, but I wanted sex with a woman. And uh, I also felt like since, because this is when I was like devout with my church, I, I was like, well, if God's going to play with me and put me in this scenario at its own on its own grounds, then I don't give a fuck about anything else he's talking about in that book. Anything else anybody else is telling me about that book. Because obviously y'all motherfuckers don't know what y'all talking about. In reality, everybody knew what the fuck they want to do. And if you get caught, you get caught. And if you don't, you got lucky. So if that was gonna be the case, then fine. I'm gonna get what I can get out in this bitch, and that's what that's what it was. Um, you know, and there's so much. You know, unfortunately, I don't think she's a little older than me, but I don't. I don't think I was the first person. I feel like this is just um, conspiracy theory. I think someone may have violated. I I don't think unless she was just a hyper sexually act um, hyperactive adolescent. But I think somebody violated. And I think I know who. Now that person's dead now. Um, but if I'm wrong, I hope she know. I hope we can communicate better and I can offer her a therapist a therapist or something. Like or like, you know, cause it's it's pain, bro. Families around the world pain. Like, even the whole Kendrick talking about the drug thing, it's like, you know, my my family's a I'm, drug addicts bro and that crack epidemic fucked them all up 
It scared my father so much he didn't drink or smoke for the entire time I've known him a little bit before. And it, and that, in truth, that always scared me because my father was not what everybody thinks was normal. I mean, he, his family shouldn't have, shouldn't have, we shouldn't be trauma bonding years later over his actions. I put it that way, right? And with my father, you know, as crazy as he acted, he did all of his actions without liquor or weed or anything so that scared me because i was like yo it's genetic so i'm gonna be just as fucking crazy i'm gonna be just as angry i'm gonna be taking tire irons and hitting people and um headlights for cutting me off like it's the list is ongoing and that scared the shit out of me and i think that scared the shit out of him because when he his family fell down that crack barrel and he had to take in a nephew because his sister couldn't take care of him because he was out there on the pipe Nigga, it fucked up the family, dog. So it's like, that's pain, bro. Like on both, like on my family, bro, it's 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 a lot of pain we gotta heal from. And to be honest, bro, we I'm not I'm I'm not subjecting my my nieces and nephews to to this pain, um, to this pain family. I'm trying to heal them so that you know, when we all connect again, when these kids is older and they hanging out with all one another, it can be safe. A little bit Because right now bro There is no safety I trust none of them Unfortunately Right Like I don't trust Strangers Because of the church situation I don't trust family Because of The cousin situation In fifth grade I don't I just don't trust And that's fucking with me Because my family To heal Needs my trust So that I can love them And I can help them Um, But since it's all Family matters I guess since it's all one of those like um like uh what what is it called when you when you wanna you know uh stay in house or something like that like you know we'll handle it as family and it's like dog I wanted to believe in that you know hand, family will handle family business but it doesn't seem like it's healing I don't feel like we're learning you know when I look at my family it's they could be so much further. They really could. They're fucking smart. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. I I never respected anybody on this earth more than my family. Because I I know their story. And I know what they had to go through. Um. So, yeah, no. That was my story. <laughs> um. No, but it did, t- like, yeah. Honestly, the silver lining, though, truthfully, like, not only did it make me stable, um, the fornication, but... In terms of like self-center and knowing who I am and knowing what I want and like and how I want to get it, um, it also helped me kind of not be that guy that jumps out the door to run and tell his friends that he has he just had sex with somebody, right? Like that, it changed my it warped my mind. It made it to where I'm not sleeping with these women for your the rest of you guys's um, salute or recognition. I always thought it was a a lot of weird, a lot weird that. You know, dudes would only uh, chase or or be attracted to women that other men told them that was attractive, right? So, I guess when I realized that, I was like, "Well, I don't need to promote who I'm having sex with." And if I, you know, if a lady lets you know lets me explore her body, then dope. I didn't like I wanted vagina. I didn't 
Right? Right. You get older, right? And you get you, you fall into the subject line of when you get in high school, like, oh no, I want the baddest joint just because everybody's gonna be looking. But honestly, man, I just want a girl that loves me, man. Like all my life, I just wanted to be chosen. And it always felt like I had to choose. And maybe I make bad choices. And that's why I'm at where I'm at. But yeah, I don't know. I always wanted to be chosen. And they weren't choosing me. So I guess now I'm at my stage in my life where what I want isn't choosing me right now. Right. Um, what I don't want um, isn't going to be in my facility. I'm not choosing it. Um, so I guess I just be a hermit and buy a pet every two years. <laughs> I told that to my therapist a couple weeks ago and it just gets funnier and funnier. yo. So yeah, no, this, that's it. That's my story. Um, why share it? Yeah. I've actually never, you know, what's funny. Every other story I've told, I've told my mom at least, but that's the one that, um, I haven't. <laughs> And it's like, it's because honestly, when I told her about the dude at the church, I've told my mom a lot and she stood and listened, you know, with her face stern and was taking it all in. But when I told her about that church situation, she sat down and she's never done that before. So that's, that kind of let me know that that hit her a little bit, (laughs) that she, that, that, uh, little guilt maybe, um, it was her church. It was her people. You were, I was supposed to be watched by you. You know, or at least of people who are who are going to protect me from that situation. But, you know, it's reality. We live in real life and she can't be everywhere. And so I had to be a man for myself and decide what I wanted early in life. Um, And because of what happens after that and my understanding about life, I, I become a guy that just rather learn the girl that I'm with. And I got to choose the girl that I wanted then without having to worry about anybody else. I mean, the race thing was a, still a thing, but I always figured since I wasn't bragging about it and bringing any other women home that yeah, it wasn't really a big thing. Um, it wasn't until I brought my girlfriend. Uh, I call her Snow White because she's a sleeping beauty to me. Um, uh, I brought her home to my mom to meet and, um, you know, mom loved her. And I was like, damn, I wish I'd have known you would have loved the woman I brought home sooner. I'd have did this shit earlier. <laughs> oh, man. But nah, like it changed my whole foundation as a man, as a human, as an empath. So I wouldn't honestly wouldn't change any of it. I mean, I did all this shit as a kid. I guess that's a, that's kind of what saved me is that I got to, I guess, exist with all this pain sober and deal with it sober and come out on the other side and still feel like me. I don't know. It's, it's, it's kind of feels like a beautiful ending, right? Like to my trauma, right? <laughs> to my, like to my buildup. Um, but yeah, nah, this is, this was the last one. I wanted to touch on Kendrick's album cause I just felt like it was dope. It needed to be talked about in more detail and all this stuff that may be uncomfortable to somebody else. It was not uncomfortable to me as you can hear. And I just wanted y'all to hear the diff- to hear the perspective, man. And and um, I don't even know if like there was no music in the beginning because I like I said I told y'all in the beginning, but like maybe, I don't think I can have one at the end. But maybe I find something. Um, but no, I just you know at, from the bottom of my heart, like straight up, from the bottom of my heart, I just want to say thank you 
to all the listeners, both past and present. Um, and if you are a future listener, um, don't worry. You don't have to rush through these episodes. I'll uh, I'll still pay the fee um, for at least the next two years. So what is that? That's like that's 20, 20 times 12. That's 240. 240 times two. That's 480. Um, so yeah, that's 480. I'll, I'll set aside $480 to, to, uh, feed the description subscriptions. You guys can enjoy the episodes and really dive deep in them. Um, if you are referring them to anybody, maybe tell them to start that episode too. <laughs> uh, cause it's probably a great listen from there on. Cause you just hear me get better and better. And yeah, no, that's, Pretty much it. Pretty much it. Like um, all the guests, thank you so much. And um, yeah, I think I'm just gonna go. I don't know who I'm gonna be, right? Like I truly enjoy podcasting. I love interactions. Hell, even doing it with myself wasn't bad, honestly. Um, it, it was just a lot more draining than I thought it would be to carry the the load of the podcast continuously for so many continuous weeks. Um, and I just want to disappear. Like, I just want to go into the life that I'm building, get some of the stuff that I want, and and die. Because <laughs> I don't, I don't know, man. I don't know. This life, this world, reality, it's not getting better. I'm a child then at the traumatic times of I've just told you guys and as an adult now with no real improvement and the pain not being addressed and no healing being done I realize now that reality doesn't change the people in it have to and until that happens there's no reason for us to have any more words I think we should focus go to work get your paycheck handle your business go to sleep wake up and do it all over again because it's really starting to hurt to f- to feel everything, you know? And also, just like FYI, it does not make sense, Charlemagne the God's story about how he first met Kendrick and how Kendrick was in the corner. And he and, and Charlemagne thought that Kendrick was worked for the bowling alley. Um, and he walked up on him, asked him, and he told him, Kendrick told him, nah, but he don't work there. But like, like that's textbook right there of someone who's been violated or someone that's been subjugated to trauma, um, not sexual, but just trauma in general. Like when you don't really, when you realize you can't control life, you go into your bubble and social anxiety, it hits. And when you're out with people, instead of like all of that, being in people's faces and talking all loud and laughing on all, all of that, that ain't like when you've been hurt, bro, you just want to be in, you want to find a space where you can be and you can be safe. And that's what I think that was for him. I might be wrong. I don't want to speak for Ken, Ken Lamar, but, um, that's what I think. Uh, but yeah. Uh, so yeah, no, definitely hope. I'll definitely love, love, love that. Um, we had this time together. Um, I think I'm free now. Like, that was my last real story. Um, I think I've told you all of my traumatic ones. I haven't gotten into details about my father because um, I think that one hurts a little bit more. And 
my everything else I've already dealt with and I went to therapy about. So now I just guess I get to exist in the world with everyone else and with all of my um with all of my uh nicks and tricks to handle my triggers and yeah. Yeah, that's great. Well, you guys have been great. Um and I really do hope you guys heal. I hope you dedicate the rest of your lives to healing. Because uh, that's really all we have left after all this pain is to figure out uh, uh, the best way to heal. And so I'm just sending sending healing energy to all. And to all a good night. Now listening to Seke Tu Veras by Quinn. Disconnected from You Got a Story podcast.